The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Great to have you in on a Thursday. It's Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska. Nebraska Lottery, Chris Schmidt, Damon Barr, and you. Numbers to get in. Join us the next couple hours. You're welcome to do so. 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Numbers to dial up. Get email, chris at halevarsity.com. Find us on Twitter, Chris Schmidt at Schmidt underscore radio. Or at Damon Barr. That's two R's. Damon brought another handle at Captain Morgan. Rums his thing. And we'll see if there's any more bad news this week in the world of college football. Some thoughts on an outcry at Florida State. The Iowa football parents have sounded off on Commissioner Warren. And uh, do you believe the pursuit of fall football is officially done with Nebraska? I tend to think so. But we'll check in with some folks. Parker Gabriel's coming up in 15 minutes. Gary Barnett, one hour from now. Brandon Vogel from Hale Varsity will join us and we'll head out to Vegas. Danny Burke, Pride of Chicago, uh, Burke's Best Bets will join us. But we got to queue up. uh, And this song is not new, but this song is what I think of with like that the moment reality and finality slaps you in the face it's the end of layla quite frankly i'm more of an acoustic layla fan from clapton but this sound and song from goodfellas that's when henry hill or ray liotta realized that robert de niro was killing everybody and he's not going to share the money let's, let's hear some more piano Finding gangsters everywhere. Stevie Carbone in the back of a meat truck, frozen. Someone in a dumpster. A husband and wife whacked in their pink Cadillac. And then Henry said, you know what? I could be next if I ask for money. They even killed Maury. Watch Goodfellas, Damon. Please? Well, now I know what happens. I mean, we may or may not have fall football, so... I'm on it. Okay, we can we can end Layla here. But it's a sad piano of, of reality here <laughs> when it comes to Nebraska and fall football. Ronnie Green. And, of course, Teddy Carter this morning at 8.30 releasing a joint statement. Green and Carter emphasize Nebraska remains fully committed to being a member of the Big 
Ten Conference. That statement kind of comes after the decision to cancel fall ball in 2020. And there were some hopes. There were some dreams. You had that, I think I can train a chugging uphill yesterday with Ohio State and with Ryan Day and with his Zoom meeting. You had some some similar thoughts with James Franklin. Everybody finding their voice after Scott Frost came forward Monday pre-decision to say, we want to play. And then Frost and Nebraska, I would say 80-20. There's been some folks out there in media and on social media in favor of, of Frost's reaction and passion. There's been 80% of the Northwestern Mafia that have been killing Nebraska and Scott Frost. So I have some questions about this morning's statement. Did Nebraska get a call from the Big Ten home office? Because right after Ryan Day said, hey, we're still looking at fall ball, not two hours later, did Gene Smith have to say, you know what? We're not going to look at fall ball anymore. So I think somebody from the Big Ten office said, Gene, keep your dude quiet. We're not pursuing fall football. And then did the Big Ten have a timeline of, all right, dude, we're going to give you two days, Nebraska, to cool off, and then you need to kiss the ring. Listen, when push comes to shove, you've got millions and millions of research dollars that probably outweigh the millions of millions of football dollars. So was Nebraska searching around? We'll talk to Parker Gabriel about the North Dakota State. Maybe fall showdown. That's probably off the table. Nebraska had to get in line. When push came to shove, Nebraska had to answer the question from the Big Ten. Are you in? Are you out? How serious are you? about this when the Big 12 put their schedule out yesterday with their non-conference. You know, how how truly active was Nebraska? I, I believe they were active. I'm not I'm not saying that, that Frost and Moose and, and the crew didn't want to try and put fall together. I don't think that was something they weren't concerned about or looking at honestly. I think the guys above them in the academic side of things, while having Nebraska's back with the your screwed up Big Ten statement, uh, we don't agree with you. And they weren't they weren't harsh about it at all. They were not. And things got twisted to make it more sexy and make it a cluster on social media and by national media outlets. Nebraska never said, we are dumping you. They didn't do it. They said what? They said well, we'd like to play ball and we'll pursue options outside the Big Ten. They didn't say we're, we're, we're divorcing you. And I think, quite honestly, there's two things. One, I think that when push comes to shove, the ACC presidents are like having their final meeting now. And you've got a, a, a just serious situation and accusations going on with Florida State, three of their wide receivers. Like, there are some kids that since they got back in June at Florida State, they've only been tested three times total for COVID. 
and some guy still went to a team meeting in the wide receivers room because he was and he felt sick and he still went. So there's there's major issues going on at Florida State. The ACC is seeing that, and the ACC may say they're moving forward, or the ACC may pump the brakes right now. We'll see. So either Nebraska knows that the rest of this thing's going to cave eventually, and that's what Coach DiNardo thought yesterday because of the pressure. And Pat Forty's been really a big-time scumbag to Nebraska. All right, and and the Big Ten has their people. They have their people with Sports Illustrated. They have their people with Yahoo. And when they need some positive love after getting killed by many in the league, there's been those national writers that have come out. It's a relationship deal. And there's been some positive pieces. And no doubt, Commissioner Warren's got a just a gross decision to make. But I'll say this for the latest story with with Pat Forty. I mean, it is a it's going to come down to lawyers, right? And the first issue there is with mismanagement or mishandling, or if if you do move forward and play ball, and someone dies from this thing, Maryland style, then it's open season. So did Nebraska pump the brakes because they know that maybe the ACC's teetering right now? Did Nebraska pump the brakes because the, the the Big Ten put a gun to their head? and Or maybe Nebraska just said, you know what, it's time to, to have a unified voice. It's time for Nebraska to say, look, we love you, Big Ten. We're just pissed at you. Sorry. Let's move forward. But the other thing here with Nebraska, too, is maybe maybe once they lost some support, i.e. Ohio State's pursuit, once Ohio State came forward and said, mm, you know, once Gene Smith came forward and said, you know, for a second time, we're, we're not going to play ball in the fall, then you need a big dog. And here, here's the, here's the, and, and you know, Desmond Howard's still trolling because his, his quote tweet with this today was Michael Jackson doing the moonwalk backwards. You need Ohio State to lead this charge because they, they have the loudest case for it with 40, 40 potential NFL prospects in the second pick overall. All right, you need Ohio State that's winning 11, 12 games a year. You need Penn State. They needed to be first because of their say. Nebraska has enough cojones to be first and speak their mind, and that you should be proud of if you're a Nebraska fan. But from a historical way yeah nebraska can say a lot of things in the college foot college football world will listen the current state i think they were gonna have a really good team this year we'll get to coach brahm and coach day's spring plans i don't know if if i don't even know if spring happens to be honest with you but nebraska has fallen in line and said yet yeah, we're Probably still mad at you, but we're we're not moving out. Honestly, for Nebraska to 
stay the course and stay in the league, I think they'd be better off in the Big 12 playing ball. But there's other considerations, there's other decision makers, there's other streams of rivers of money that you get with the Big Ten. And you got to fall in line and you got you got to get better at ball. And they're working on that to be able to strictly leave for just football. And right now they're not there. And to be honest, it would look it would look a little difficult to do it. And I mean, how in demand let's just ask this serious question. How in demand is Nebraska? People take them, sure. But what type of what type of demand or command can Nebraska reach if they were to negotiate? You just got to kind of take your medicine here, stay in the Big Ten, prove it on the field, keep taking the research dollars and the TV money whenever the hell we get back to football and start kicking butt and taking names on the football field. I mean, that's, that's your hope if you're a Nebraska fan. And just kind of remember this moment. And when the time comes where you've got about 45 to 60 teams that are just sick of this and they want to go do their own thing with their own money come uh, 2025, be good enough to be part of that party. It's got to kind of bide your time right now and you didn't have much support and the big dog came out in, in kind of in unison with you, but they were shut down and shot down in Ohio State. Okay, uh, other news today. This is on the high school front. I am so jacked for high school football. Uh, but uh, let's pump the brakes for a second. Lincoln Public Schools uh, has let us know that someone at Lincoln Southwest has tested positive for COVID-19. And uh, the school sent out a notification to parents and to members of the freshman football Team. So you have a AA freshman football player that had COVID, and uh, the team was identified, uh, and as were the high-risk contacts and the freshman football team at Southwest instructed to quarantine. So LPS has said that the uh, Lincoln-Lancaster County Health Department with the, uh, will help them perform contact tracing and respond Uh, where there are positive tests. So the freshmen uh, were at LPS for their first day yesterday. LPS said through the contact tracing process, it was determined the positive case was not in high-risk contact with any Southwest students or staff in school during the first day Wednesday. So that's good news. But it's, it's the first of potentially many cases and 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 you're going to have that and you're going to move forward and I can't wait for high school ball I want it to continue to happen but uh great response by Southwest great response by LPS good response by the Health and Human Services with the contract contact tracing and you just got to got to be aware and I don't know any more than what our media partner 1011 has reported I've reached out to a couple of folks they don't know much more as far as how it was contracted, was the player asymptomatic? And if if the first day was yesterday and this is coming out now and there's not a total shutdown to our knowledge, good, you can move forward and, uh, and still have freshman ball. But just think about 
that that reality of okay, you you've got a kid that, that contracted this. Is he on the line? Is he a skill guy? Is he a kicker? Don't know. Don't know. We'll spend some time with Parker Gabriel. Uh, we'll take some of your phone calls. We'll get to some of your phone calls probably about 40 after till the top of the hour. That window is open. Gary Barnett is going to join us. We'll hear from Brandon Vogel, and then we'll head out to Vegas and get the lowdown here as the NBA postseason is going to get rolling here. What's Danny Burke like with some bets there? What are his thoughts on Major League Baseball? And, of course, you've got uh, hockey going on. Thanks for spending time on a Thursday. Great to be with you. It's Hale Varsity Radio. And we're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Numbers to get in, 466-3776-800-825-5865. And we're back. Fellas, I think we could listen to the radio. On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome. Thanks for spending time. Gary Barnett's checking in in about 30 minutes or so, 35 minutes. We welcome in with the Lincoln Journal star. Does a great job of covering Nebraska football and many other things. Parker Gabriel with us at Husker Extra PG on Twitter. Parker, what's up? How you doing today? I'm doing well, Schmitty. How you doing? Hanging in, man. And uh, wanted yeah. to, yeah, we're all kind of hanging in, man. And Damon, my yeah, producer. Day existence, right? It, it is. Here's the thing. I mean, you know, I mean, after Tuesday, and Damon's, Damon's a, a Tuesday, Thursday guy for me. And I mean, Damon's love is, is kind of like that love of Joe Boo. He's a rum guy. So he had a handle of Morgan. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has a half a handle of Morgan anyway, just to put up with me. But I mean, after Tuesday, he brought in he brought in two handles today. So we've got a you know hour and a half of the show left. So we'll we'll be fine. Uh, I want to get your take here on on just a lot of things. But first, I want to start off with with just the the public <laughs> flogging of of Nebraska and Scott Frost by so many national outlets. And, and how things were twisted. I mean, are you are you shocked that it got so? It feels personal uh, towards Nebraska and their head coach over the last three days. Oh, well, I, I, don't, I mean, I'm not sure about shocked. I, I am a little surprised, though. I mean, I think that I, I don't know. I'm, I, I try to be a realist. I understand that you know there are people out there who get paid to be on TV. Um, who don't necessarily follow all of the ins and outs. Um, obviously, depending on what exactly your job is and what perspective you come from, you're talking to different people, um, you view things from a different level. But the thing that I never quite understood about the backlash uh, over the past couple of days is just the timeline of it. I mean, the, you know, the, the, when, when, when Scott Frost talked on Monday, um, you know, before the Big Ten's um, postponement on Tuesday, you know, there were national people on online saying, oh, this feels like a last stand for the Big Ten. You know, this, mm-hmm. is the, this is the Hail Mary. This is the last chance. And then those same words, you know, 24 or 36 hours later um, were, you know, petulant and annoying and whining and all of that. And so, like the the fact that all of those things were said before the decision was made and then sort of turned into whining, I think that happened because Nebraska didn't toe the line with their statement on 
uh, Tuesday like um, every other school in the Big Ten did. So, I mean, I can understand a little bit why, but I just thought it all, I mean, it all just got blown so far in proportion. I mean, and then, and then to have, you know, Nebraska say they're going to continue uh, looking to play. I mean, it's like they took flack for that simply because they said it before um, some other teams around the league said that they'd like to do that too. It it kind of comes down to timing, doesn't it? I mean, Nebraska leading with their chin, and it's not any different than Ohio State's thoughts. And you think it, it it's coincidence that, okay, you had Ryan Day, and he, he's got his spring plan, but he also wanted to look at, you know, let's let's not call it football games. Let's call it a scrimmage for, for the fall, right? right? So so that was part of his Zoom sit-down yesterday. And then somebody in Chicago probably watched it or heard it. And Gene Smith got a phone call. And then two hours after Ryan Day's presser or later in, in the day yesterday, Gene Smith's got to say, look, yeah, we're out. Sorry. Uh, no fall football this morning, you have Nebraska. Nebraska didn't have anyone uh, backing them vocally until much later. Uh, it was it was Monday that Nebraska made their stance known. You had similar trains of thought from Michigan, Penn State, Iowa, and uh, of course uh, Ohio State, and then nobody kind of stood by Nebraska with their statement Tuesday. And now Nebraska's fallen in line. Parker, how how serious do you think Nebraska looked to ignore the no football order from the commissioner? I mean, when it comes to to looking forward before this morning's statement, how how close were things with maybe North Dakota State coming to town or Nebraska doing a game with them? I know you you reported on that yesterday, and maybe some other options. How far down the line? How how many phone calls do you think were made? to make uh, fall a reality for Nebraska uh, at, at first and when we go back to the beginning of the week. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think it goes back further than that. You know, I think that they were – I think that a lot of teams out there probably spent the last, you know, month or so um, trying to have contingency plans in place depending on how schedules worked. I mean, I, I know, you know, I've, I've, I've heard and, and – and, you know, just in talking to people that, um, you know, Nebraska was looking at, hey, you know, what happens if uh, the Big Ten pushes the schedule back by a few weeks? Is there any way we could find someone, uh, you know, to play out outside the conference before that? You know, so I think that the approach for Nebraska through all of this has always been, you know, and always was, um, we want to play as many games as possible. Obviously, not like twenty or something like that. Right. But you know, if they say nine, um, we'd prefer eleven. I mean, Bill mm-hmm. Moose told um, you know Steve Sippel at the Journal Star when when they started looking into redoing the schedule after they they canceled the non conference um, at the beginning of July. You know, Bill Bill said my ideal would be twelve. We want to play as many games as possible. We want to have as many home games as possible. And and that's to give the kids an opportunity to play. And then obviously, the, you know, the other part of that, the next part of that is uh, the revenue piece of it. And mm-hmm. so I think Nebraska has always been aggressive in looking for games. I'm sure that they made a lot of calls um, in the past few days and, and, frankly, you know, over the past few weeks. Um, I don't know how close uh, any of them in particular uh, were or are or whatever. And so um, I still think, you know, it's a, it's a really, really fluid situation. 
Um, I don't want to totally close the door on it yet. I'm not trying to get hopes up or, you know, speculate too much or anything like that. But um, I just think the next few days uh, will be interesting. And it's not just a Nebraska thing. You know, it's um, it's every um, school around the country. And, you know, there's teams that are trying to put together independent schedules. And the teams on those schedules, their leagues are canceling. And so I just think that I don't think there's probably a single team out there um, that knows for absolute certain, you know, whether they're playing or not this fall, basically. Okay, so I, <laughs> you're telling me there's a chance, right? We're going, we're going dumber, <laughs> yeah. dumber, yeah, well, dumber and dumber yeah, here. Yeah. There's always a chance. There's always a chance. Right, yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> One in a million. <laughs> so I got to ask, okay, so... Nebraska just said, "Yeah, we love you, Big Ten. We've uh, we've been mad at you, but we aren't moving our stuff out." Okay, great. But now you're just laying out there. Well, you know the door's not shut or locked. You know there's seven Dovermans in front of it, but no, it's it's fine. I man, nice little little nugget there, man. So if it's <laughs> if it's not like shut, I mean the Big Twelve is where I was looking, right? Okay, so I was looking at the Big Twelve, right. and and they've got their schedule, and then they've got their their non conference that they that's out as well with Sunbelt or 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 uh south uh, the old southwest conference or whoever but you've still got the sec and i don't know about you but i'm kind of eyeing this acc meeting this afternoon because of what's been going on at florida state i mean is does the acc tap out i i don't know i mean so so even though nebraska's like gotten in line with the big 10 and they've been told no fall ball, and Ohio State said no fall ball. You're telling me that there still may be fall ball? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's likely. I mean, I, I'm just. I just think that the, you know, prevailing attitude of a lot of people around the country, and maybe some in Big Ten country, is that this whole preseason, you know, will they or won't they, mm-hmm. isn't over yet. I mean, like you said, ACC presidents are meeting. Um, you know, today, um, and there's three leagues out there that, you know, there, I think over the next couple of weeks, there's a chance that, you know, either those leagues decide not to play or that particular schools within those leagues decide not to play. And then, you know, then there's decisions to be made. If a whole league drops out, then there's a question of is, can anybody in those other leagues, is anybody looking for games or can they play games? And then if you look at it the other way, if one team or two teams drop out of a league, maybe the league is looking for someone Mm -hmm. to help fill in games. So I'm not saying it's likely. Um, I know Nebraska put out the statement this morning. It looks like Bill Moose is going to be on the radio for a few minutes tonight. So maybe he'll, you know, maybe he'll nail up the coffin and, and and ship it (laughs) off. And okay, we can finally stop talking about it. But, you know, I, I guess I would be mildly surprised, not shocked, but mildly surprised if Bill Moose said tonight, yes, absolutely, 100%, there's no possible way uh, we're playing. It, just, it hasn't been the attitude so far. Uh, maybe it will be going forward, but um, I guess we'll find out. You know the other part of this, too, like money talks and if there's a way to negotiate, and Notre Dame's been the prime example for me, Parker, where they, they've been able to, to, to give – uh, part of their TV revenue, the NBC deal they have that'll that'll help supplement the ACC, and the ACC's got a bunch of teams that are willing to play ball, and it, it's just screwy. You, you you can play ball if you're at Pitt, but not at Penn State. You can play ball if you're at Iowa State, 
but not Iowa. I mean, there's going to end up being a a handful of programs that will push forward and play, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what what forms out of that. I got a couple of minutes left. Parker Gabriel with us, Lincoln Journal star at Husker Extra PG. Do you like the day plan for spring or the – uh, the Purdue Jeff Brom idea better. Maybe you've looked at it, maybe you haven't, but if you have, which way do you lean? Yeah, it's interesting. I think both have both have merit, um, and I think that the I think that the detail in Jeff Brom's plan and the way that it outlines uh, limited contact and practices and a slightly contracted 2021 season. Um, I think that those are probably, I think that those are probably realistic considerations when you're looking at playing um, in the winter. I like the timeline of uh, Ryan Day's plan a little bit better. I think, you know, it's complicated, right? Because there's obviously, you know, this is a it was a medically based decision that the Big Ten presidents made um, to postpone the fall season. And so the question I have is like, why? there's a lot of coaches that are talking about, we want to have some hope. We want something to work forward to in terms of, you know, January, February plan. But what is it? We don't even know because the big 10 hasn't said, what is it that the big 10 thinks might be different um, that would allow a spring season that didn't allow a fall season in the pac 12. We can answer those questions because they've listed three primary concerns Mm -hmm. for recommending not playing this fall Uh, local infection rates at campus sites. Uh, the lack of the rapid point of care testing and the concerns about uh, the you know the cardiovascular related mm-hmm. complications. So if if those three things you can work on those three things, or if this you know situation with those three things changes, there's a clear roadmap. But in the Big Ten, we don't we don't publicly like we don't know what that is. So assuming that in four months it looks different, I like the January early January start date better, probably at you know common mm-hmm. sites or whatever. Uh, to begin, but I think that both plans have some merit, and I think that there'll be a, a foundation, um, you know, of the conversation we'll be going forward. Parker Gabriel. Parker, you're awesome. Thanks for the time, man. Yep, have a good weekend. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. All right, I promise we will get back on clock here. Good stuff from Parker Gabriel. And, uh, all right, man, he's telling me there's a chance. Not a great chance. Wouldn't bet my money or your money. But uh, the Moose will speak tonight. You can hear that on our uh, affiliates. News Talk 900 in Columbus also with uh, Duda and Company uh, out in uh, central Nebraska, Carney Hastings, Grand Island. So, yeah, can't wait to hear from the Moose. And Parker was just so subtle with the, well, listen, I'm not trying to get your hopes up. So it's like, It's like asking the gal out, and just because you didn't get the no means that maybe she's considering it. (laughs) Don't know, don't know, don't know where that came from. Oh wow! So that's fair though. If you do the math, like say teams got to opt out or quarantine, there's going to be a natural opening schedule wise. I have completely shifted from, you know, warmer drop to the big one. It's over. To, okay, what can what can be negotiated? But Nebraska needs partners. And now that you've fallen in line, maybe you can 
Say, hey, by the way, what do you think of this? Here's the zeros after the check. I don't know. Let's talk uh, spring football, and let's all just politely put both our index and middle finger in our mouth while we talk spring football. The Ryan Day plan versus the Jeff Brom plan. And uh, it's pretty interesting here because Ryan Day wants spring ball to start in January. And... um, and uh, and relatively quickly, but January through what March, and then you have the Jeff Brom plan that would start the twenty seventh of February, and uh, you'd have the championships played in May, and then you'd have a break. You'd alter the twenty twenty one schedule. You'd do ten games, one bye week. It began October 21st. So I'm liking Brahm as well. Why is the Big Ten not put anything out? Why is Brahm the one working on this? Why is Day the one working on this? And they need to have input for sure. Yes. They need to have their fingerprints all over this. But you know, shouldn't there be people in the Big Ten office working on this? If Oh, our kids are going to play in the spring. Yeah, right. And you know what I'm interested in, too, is like, this is probably too personal, but if, if you're going to punt, the, punt the, the, the fall schedule in the Big Ten and you got a kid that's still playing down in the SEC as commissioner, you know, it is, man. It's it's the lawyers and presidents overruling the athletic directors and the coaches. And it's liability. So what happens with Florida State? They're in a world of trouble. We'll talk to Gary Barnett about that. But here is the, um, the structure for Jeff Brom. Eight games in spring, September 20th. Uh, September, I wish. February 27th through April 17th. Fall would be October 2nd through December 11th. And uh, you'd have a two-week training camp buildup. You'd have 16 uh, hours a week, four days a week, strength training, walk-through, meetings and film. The other part of this, too, is uh, you've got uh, Saturday, eight games, no buy, two-week prep before postseason. And uh, Saturday, May 1st through Saturday, May 15th is when you'll have your bowl, your bowl games. Got a six-team playoff instead of a four-team. That's a that's a plan B. Uh, your plan A is five uh, power. You have your five power conference champs and a wild card. Top two seeds get a bye. You'll also have the Rose Bowl and the uh, four-team playoff and uh, the Big Ten championship game. Here's what I'm wondering: If you're going to ask players to crank out 18 games in a calendar year. That's 1.8 games a month. You and the NFL have the luxury because you're paid and you're professional to either tackle in open space and be in shape and be strong or you lose your job and you're cut or you don't get that second contract or you don't get that signing bonus. Okay, there are repercussions because it's professional. You are you are playing to feed your family. 
can you get away with less padded work at the college level? And I've, I, I know they've already dialed back contact, okay? They, they have. You get contact once a week, maybe. Now, Nebraska and Kansas State and North Dakota State and Clemson and Alabama, I mean, they are developing. They're getting reps. They are hitting, right? I mean, to be a really good football team defensively and on the lines of scrimmage, listen, you need to beat the hell out of one another, and you need people to beat the hell out of one another. That's why the walk-on program and the numbers are around 150 because you need four stations to wail away and be ready for Saturday. With this, squeezing this in, you are not going to be able to, to to put your kids through the ringer. Also, your springtime's your development time. You've already missed that. And maybe you use this fall as as that supplement, but you're not going to be able to tee off against anybody else, so you won't be able to test yourself and know what gains have you made. I just don't know if you're going to see as high level. And I don't I don't think you'll see as high level a play from a Clemson and Alabama or an Ohio State if you if you're forced to spring football. That's why they're so hell bent on playing this fall. And I also think it's a control thing. We get back to the lawyers and the school presidents versus the doctors, excuse me, versus the coaches and athletic directors. The, the folks down in the uh, the SEC and the ACC and, and the Big 12, they're still saying, look, we're, uh, we're the ones paying a lot of the bills here. We're printing money here. Uh, we're going to do what we want. Academic world. They still have that say. They have not had to cave to school presidents yet. We'll see if that happens. I'm still keeping one of my eyes over on this ACC meeting. So we'll uh, get caught up with Gary Barnett, let him sort all this out. He will be our college football czar for today. And, you know, what type of, just kind of following up with what, and catch the interview. It's uh, posted on ESPN Lincoln's Twitter handle, at ESPN Lincoln, also on the website ESPNLincoln.com. Go back and listen to Parker. He's not saying that, listen, Nebraska's going to play this fall, but it's not completely dead yet after the statement this morning listen to the first 20 minutes of the show i thought this we played we played the uh, the goodfellas music layla when reality backhands you we'll see the moose talks tonight i always like hearing from the moose uh an update on florida state what's going on there in tallahassee could that tip over what the acc wants to do Great to be with you on a Thursday at Hale Varsity. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show, chris at halevarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Good to be with you. Winding down hour one. Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt. Damon Barr. Give us a follow on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. Or at uh, Damon underscore Bar two R's. Did I screw that up? No underscore there. Just, add, Just Damon Bar. It's been a it's been a week. It's been a week. I need uh, and that was an evil look you gave me. It's at Damon Bar two R's, right? Like two handles, a captain. The Damon's working on here. So 
Dan's tweeting a question, and it's a fair question, but it's like, why would anyone be looking to alter the 2021 schedule, talking about Brom? And the answer is this, is because you're trying to slam two seasons, theoretically spring and fall, into one calendar year. And again, we're about player safety, Dan. That's why we're slamming two seasons into one year versus playing this season. The Tharcasms attempted to be sick and, and very, very thick there. So the annual first day of school pictures are out. I have put a, a tweet out of, of Carson's buddy Bubba. Got a fine Bubba. And, and Junior. And we need to get better steroids for Junior. He's just... He's just, I mean, he's, he's growing. He's got long legs. He's in eighth grade now for the second time. And, and yeah, I mean, he, he has no money coming in, but it sure as hell looks like Adidas is sponsoring him. And he, he's uh, wearing his Yeezys. If anyone wants to buy Yeezys, contact Damon Barr. We can sell my, my kids' shoes out from under him. No, it's bittersweet, man. I blink, and that little puke's now in eighth grade. And at least this was like kind of an Adidas tribute this year versus some sort of garbage Michigan State gear he has worn in past years. But but we shall see how how things navigate for him and his sick little Delta buddies this eighth grade year. They're they're in shock because they've had to actually go to class. The first time in this prolonged spring break. He went to spring break and never left the house again. But no, it's pretty interesting. Uh, we'll keep you updated on what's happening with Lincoln Southwest freshman football. He had a player test positive for COVID. The freshman team is quarantined. So Florida State has had all sorts of issues uh, with their head coach, with their transparency, they have released zero testing numbers. The athletic director's gotten involved. The head coach is like, look, things are, are fine, really. They've had three uh, three players test. Three players have gone to Twitter. They don't feel safe. And we'll see how the ACC reacts because this is like the last meeting, the last real meeting they are going to have about moving forward or standing pat. I still think just because the Big 12 said yes yesterday or didn't say no is a better way to put it. And just because the ACC said, yeah, we're, we're good, we're good. Let's put our, And they put their schedule out. They were the first to put their schedule out. And then the SEC last Friday put their schedule out. Now the Big 12 has put their schedule out. I think when push comes to shove, the threat of lawsuits may slow this train down. I hope that isn't the case. I need football. We need football. At least we'll have NFL football. Next hour, we'll get into, well, how much money Travis Kelsey now has. Gary Barnett's on the way. Welcome to Hail Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hail Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. 
Thanks for spending time at Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery, Chris Schmidt, Damon Barr. We welcome in the coach, Gary Barnett, Northwestern, and of course at Colorado. Coach, uh, did you get any uh, any putts down today? It wasn't a really good putting day, uh, but I, I hit every fairway. And uh, that that's an achievement for me. So I'm try, I'm working on hitting greens. So wasn't a, wasn't a real good putting day. Okay, but two out of three is not bad. Kind of like offense and special teams, right? Or defense and special teams. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I did okay. But it was just you know, I, you need some one putts, and I, don't, I think I had three the whole day. So man, there you go. Well, you were golfing. That's good. Um, we were waiting here in Nebraska on what what you know, happens next between Nebraska and uh, the Big Ten and the week that's been. Coach, I'd like your take on on just what what you've observed from from afar. Just uh, what's been your impression of Nebraska and and them in the news cycle this week between Coach Frost's presser, the, uh, the Big Ten and Commissioner Warren's Zoom meeting and kind of response to canceling the league for the fall in on Tuesday and pushback from Nebraska and, and also pushback from Ohio State and some other big programs, but just kind of a different tone, perhaps, or at least that's the way it's been been painted. Well, how did you kind of sit back and absorb uh, this week in the Big Ten? Well, I, I think both the Big Ten and the S and the uh, Pac-12. I, I think it's probably a little premature to do it right now. It's it probably um, uh, you know two weeks from now would be imminent that you might have to do this. You would have to do it anyway. So I don't have a big problem with that. I just think it was a little quick. Um, as far as you know, it's right now since the early mid '80s, conferences get to call their own shots. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, it's a fine line as to whether or not you're willing to follow lockstep with everything that goes on in the conference. And in the Big Ten, it looked as though from the outside that not everybody uh, really agreed with the decision that was made at the time. You might have had more agreement two weeks from now uh, after you get a chance to see how it, things work out everywhere, but um, uh, I, I think that with Nebraska, Ohio State, Penn State a little bit, I think uh, uh, Michigan as well, all of them sort of going scratching and kicking. Um, it's it's uh, I think it looms as a possible issue down the road for the Big Ten. Uh, I know I got asked this morning the question how what would what would I do if I were in the situation right now? And I said, well, and how would I react? And I said, well, first of all, I'd have to have the support of my athletic director, my president or chancellor, whoever's in charge, mm-hmm. before I would buck anything. And, you know, I think Scott bucked it, uh, but it looks like the president didn't. They weren't in lockstep. And so that, that, that sends a, you know, a mixed message, I think. Um, doesn't send a unified message from the school. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I do think that there's going to be turmoil. I, I think that you're going to see it in the Pac-12 as well as, as things go down the road. Uh, you know, we're, this is all sort of like a, 
a rumbling of an earthquake, in, in my opinion, and uh, the result is, you know, probably a big shakeup in in college football with with leagues, and maybe a big shakeup with uh, who plays at what level. I think all that's coming down the road, and this is just sort of the the first tremors, if you will of that sort of thing happening. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. It's been uh, dif- difficult for a lot of Nebraska fans, the way that, that Frost and, and Nebraska have been painted nationally. You know, they're whining, they're crying, they're, they're not loyal. I mean, they've been get, you know, there's been uh, different members of, of ESPN saying just boot Nebraska out of the league. There was some insinuation that Nebraska was going to ditch the Big Ten, and I don't think they they ever said that. No, we're not leaving the league. They didn't they didn't do that. I think they probably had some feelers out to to be able to play fall ball because they still want to. And after the the cancellation announcement by Commissioner Warren, everybody was on the same page. President, Chancellor, AD, head coach for Nebraska, saying. We are disappointed in in that president uh, that special president wording you get in emails, right? That was that was the response, uh, and then Nebraska finally this morning had a statement from the president and the chancellor, but not anything associated with the AD and the head coach. Uh, so today, I mean, the Big Ten basically said get in line, and even Ryan Day yesterday, coach was hinting at, at looking at fall options as well, even though that's been, you know, the Big Ten's been told no. I mean, they've, they, you know, in the Yahoo article, you had Commissioner Warren say, look, that, that isn't going to happen. Uh, finally, Gene Smith last night said, look, we, we aren't going to pursue any more fall options. You, you've got to fall in line. But, Coach, you, you, uh, you coached a long time in the Big Ten. Commissioner Delaney was there, and Delaney was a tough dude. Uh, what was that dynamic like for you with with the the athletic side of things and the coaching side of things but also dealing with the academic the president and then the commissioner side of things i mean how how was that relationship for you at both your stops at colorado and and at northwestern well the, the commissioner of the big 10 had a lot more power than probably any commissioner in the league uh, in, in the country, uh, um, maybe the SEC, but I think the Big Ten commissioner in Delaney and and uh, uh, now has has more power. And you know, I was from a tradition. I was in a traditional Big Ten school. Uh, you know, it would be a blasphemy for for me to come out and voice my uh, differences with the Big Ten, as would have been for Northwestern to voice it. That was a different day then. Yeah. You know, now uh, everybody is getting their say, and everybody is feeling, flexing their muscles, and they have a right to say, you know, I don't think the Big Ten is on nearly as strong a ground right now as they were before this whole thing started. And, you know, really, if, if you sit back and look at it, if there's anybody who could go rogue and go independent out of all these teams, you know what? Nebraska probably could. Uh, it doesn't have the history with the Big Ten. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, you know that wouldn't be the same. If, if they went rogue and Ohio State went rogue, that'd be a big, big change for Ohio State because they've been such mm-hmm. a, for so long, part of that conference. But that sort of stuff could happen now. And, uh, you know, it's happening in a lot of different levels 
uh, in our society and as well as sports. So, you know, I think, I think these are, these are really truthful trimmers that we're hearing and they're indicative of, of unhappiness. They're indicative of uh, discontent and they're indicative of possible change coming down the road. And I think everybody's going to have to look at that and see what that means. Coach, what happens to the Big Ten and the Pac-12 from a competitive balance standpoint if, 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 if the ACC and the SEC and the Big 12 move forward and do get not just a few games in, but get all their games in? Well, an even bigger question. So, uh, let's say the Big Ten and the Pac-12 play spring football. Mm-hmm. Uh, the SEC is not going to play football in the spring. You know, ACC is not going to play football in the spring. <clears throat> you know, you got two different groups working now, mm-hmm. and um, so I don't know where that leads. And there's a lot of people putting their minds to that with a lot of creative thoughts. But um, <laughs> you know, you play just two leagues in the spring. It may not be bad. You know, I mean, people are more open to these sorts of creative things than they were in the past. But, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not all bad to have a spring league and, and make it be uh, consistent with, uh, um, you know, every year. But, but here's another question. Mm-hmm. It, let's say we go to the spring, Pac-12 plays, Big Ten plays, but they they go along with Brome's plan, and that is mm-hmm. you play – seven or six games in the spring and then you play just eight or ten in the in the fall well the sec and those other schools aren't going to just play eight or ten games right you know because they didn't play a spring schedule they don't have the same risk to their players as those who did play the spring so this all comes down to this chris we need a czar man mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, what are you doing? I mean, you could still get 18 well, in the morning. I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm, my phone's busy because you're talking to me. But, uh, no, I mean, I really, we do need a czar. And I, I said that 15, 12 years ago when we first started doing radio with you guys. We need a czar. And that's what needs to happen. Somebody's got the power, uh, pulls the conferences together. It can't be the NCAA. That's a different deal. But, you know, one person needs to have a say in all this. Are we having this this postponement discussion if the NCAA doesn't ban waivers a week and a half ago? Coach, do we Oh, have? I don't know. I mean, that's, my, um, that's my question. The waiver part of this, that if, you, if, if you're a player and you sign a waiver, I want to play ball in the fall, do you, are things okay still with the Big Ten and, and Pac-12? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting question. I don't know. I don't know how that impacts this decision. Uh, t- to me, this decision is being made. I don't want to say politically, but in some ways, it is. Sure. Um, you know, you look at you look at the Pac-12. Probably more outbreaks there in California, Arizona. Uh, you look at Big Ten. You've got Detroit. And you've got Chicago with massive numbers of COVIDs. Um, now, Texas does have large numbers, but everywhere else that you're talking to plan, you know, the Oklahomas, the mm-hmm. South, you know, maybe not so much. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting how this whole thing's breaking down. And uh, I don't know that I have been able to pinpoint exactly 
what it all looks like, but it's sure interesting. I've got to ask you about the Big 12 and, you know, Nebraska and their name mentioned with the Big 12 and every poll that's been out there is that, sure, Big 12 would love to have Nebraska back. That's our friends down in, in Norman. A lot of them saying that. Nebraska fans miss the Big 12, especially how it's it's been a meat grinder in the Big 10 and they, they started out okay in the Big 10, but it's They've been getting their butt handed to them more times than not in the Big Ten, okay? What do you think the the real feeling is by the Big 12 or folks you know around in in the college football circles, not necessarily a reunion this year because the Big Ten research money's too great and the TV money's too great to just walk away for a maybe season. But as you said, these may be tremors. Uh, could Could you go back to your first wife, so to speak? Yeah, well, I I think that's all real possible. I mean, I I think uh, a year ago you couldn't say that, but I think you could say it now because of all the things that have happened. Uh, I don't think anything's off the table uh, right now. Um, At at least, I think, with the Big 12 and possibly Nebraska. I think the other schools that left, I don't think anything's going to happen with Colorado. I I think that's probably a good fit in the long run. Mm -hmm. Missouri, you know, you could probably coax Missouri back into the Big 12. Big 12, if you wanted to, um, A&M, maybe, you know, <laughs> you could, you could probably get the band back together, you know, and, and that'd be, that'd be fun. But would, where do you think in Ohio state of Michigan and Penn state, would they follow to the big 12? Would they go to the ACC? Would they look at the SEC? I mean, no, I don't think they'd leave. I think there's just too much history there. Okay. Um, even though Penn State doesn't quite have all the history that everybody else does. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, the regionality of it uh, would be really important. And I think just uh, the history of it, I, I think that conference, those who have been in that conference for so long, I, I think that one's going to be a hard one to break up. Okay. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, uh, I want you to, to have a, a better putting day tomorrow when you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate that. I'm going to go practice right now. Are you going to have a are you going to have a Corona first, though? No, I'm going to practice first and then then treat myself. So. Okay. Well, hey, it's been fun talking college ball. Uh, two weeks at the window, you think before a final final decision? Yeah, I think that's probably right. Don't you? Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think uh, I think you might have more pressure mounting to. Everyone look to spring. I don't know that that you're going to have everyone hang on like that. It sounds like or looks like right now. You know. Yeah. Well, kids get back on campus. We'll see. I think that's the real telling time. Yeah. The numbers, coach. You take care. Thanks for a few minutes today. You bet, Chris. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. There is Gary Barnett with us on Hale Varsity. So, you know what? That's some some intriguing thoughts, and you're going to see again that. Uh, that land shift in the world of college football again at some point. It'll probably be when it's uh, rights negotiation time, 2025, but you just got to stand pat for now if you're Nebraska. But, you know, we'll see where the, um, the rest of the week takes us. And interested to hear from Bill Moose tonight as the moose will speak 
And uh, what's the update? He had the statement. Check that interview out in its entirety from Gary Barnett at ESPN Lincoln. ESPNLincoln.com, where it's going to be posted. The full podcast on Hale Varsity. Brandon Vogel's on the way with Hale Varsity Radio. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Thanks to Gary Barnett. Great stuff from him on how uh, he thinks uh, Nebraska and the Big 12 could get remarried. Parker Gabriel saying, you know, don't completely slam the door on fall. I'm like, what? Huh? And uh, we will check in with uh, managing editor from HaleVarsity.com and magazine, Brandon Vogel. at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. Vogues, does the moose have a surprise for us tonight? <laughs> um, um, let's, let's, I guess there's a, a, a scale on the surprise level. Uh, this might be a, a, a tiny one or two. <laughs> Not that, hey, football's back. Actually, we had, we had three days and uh, the Big Ten decided, man, eh, maybe we should wait a little bit. Uh, I don't think anything of that level now. Or anything of, hey, we're back in the Big 12. Uh, that would be very <laughs> What's this U-Haul? What's this big ass U haul? <laughs> now, uh, like one Baltimore Colts left left in the middle of the night. They're in Mayflower Mayflower trucks outside of Memorial Stadium at the moment. I think what happens is is you just rip the new decals off the Husker equipment truck, and the the old decals beneath them have the Big Twelve insignia still with the five <laughs> national championships. <laughs> I, I, that would that would work. That would work as well. Well, and there's you know there's been outreach towards uh, Nebraska's statement this morning, as in, well, so okay, I know uh, Teddy and Ronnie said, look, we love you, Big Ten. Didn't say sorry. Don't need to say sorry, but they said what they said. But there wasn't a Gene Smith-type ending to this statement of, you know, we're not going to play in the fall. Uh, put your brass knuckles away, Big Ten henchmen. Um, the UNL spokesperson was like, you know, you better ask the uh, Husker Athletics. So what do, you, what do you read into that? That's a tweet out from our, from our friends at the World Herald. But <laughs> I, I thought the door was shut. I started the, the show off, Vogues, with... Uh, Layla, you know, the, the piano melody from the Goodfellas, because all the dead bodies, you know, it's over. <laughs> okay, you get the statement this morning, there's no fall ball, and, and now, now I've been brought around. I'm sick of being teased, and I'm out of alcohol. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I guess. I, I guess <laughs> Throw your hands up with me. Official, yeah, does the official statement need to say, I mean, how many times does it need to say that, that that's not going to be the case? And that's right now. I mean, you know, just kind of talking about it, and this isn't based on, like, any intel or anything. It's just kind of, like, theoretically, like, could the Big Ten uh, come up with a way where it's like, yeah, okay, we decided maybe three exhibition games could work. Like, I don't – I can't rule that out. Like, I can't say there is 0% chance of – of something like that happening. I mean, we still got, you know, a, a couple of weeks. Well, we've got a, more than a month before the only leagues left are, are scheduled to start. 
Um, it's, it's just such a remote possibility. And I think like we all know why Nebraska made this, the Nebraska brass made the statement they, they did today. Uh, they kind of had to, um, based on, based on their, their initial one, none of the other big 10 schools had to come out and say, Hey, yeah, we're still all in on the big 10, um, which is, uh, kind of why the last couple of days have been uh, pretty rocky, uh, I guess on that front for lack of a better term. But yeah, I, I just just because it's not there doesn't seem like uh, a, a calculated attempt to leave that open, in my opinion. Brandon Vogel's with us, managing editor, HailVarsity.com and magazine. Vogel, what do you believe has gone on the last two weeks? And did the last two days accelerate maybe a wondering eye until... F- to me, and I, I kind of put this timeline together, I think Nebraska was still intent on, you know, forcing the commissioner's hand at a no means no moment where I told you once, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it in a little firmer voice. I'm going to say it in dad voice, okay? Uh, <laughs> you know, you're jacking around in the back seat. You're, uh, you're on the old family vacation, and he gives you the look. He gives you the, the, the tone, and then here comes the hand. Uh, that that can always reach you in the corner of the back seat. But the Ohio State and Ryan Day kind of hinted, as as did did James Franklin, that, you know what, we still want to do things this this fall. And then Gene Smith was like, yeah, we're going to shut things down. Do you think that prompted Nebraska, because they didn't have someone of like mind voicing things, or was this thing coming out this morning anyway, this statement? Well, the longer, and I mean, that was right. So, you know, Ryan Day said that initially, okay, interesting, specifically referenced Nebraska. Yeah. So Gene Smith's got to come out a couple hours later and kind of calm things down or at least say where they, they are. So, so I think that, you know, it, it could have played a factor. I think also kind of the response uh, to to Nebraska's initial statement on Tuesday. Uh, and, we, and we know it was one thing locally, and we know it was another thing nationally. Um, but it, like I said, you know, you step back and look at this thing. Uh, Nebraska was the only school that, that kind of needed to come out and say that. And, and, and none of these leadership in that statement on Tuesday, or even in the press conference on Monday before his decision was made, was, was out there saying, yeah, we're willing to, they said we're willing to do whatever it takes to play, which, which is not the same thing as saying, if we don't play in the Big Ten, we're willing to play in the Big 12 this year. Um, it, those aren't the same things. I understand why they kind of got conflated, and they kind of just kept rolling downhill and gathering momentum to the point where university leadership has to come out and say what should be obvious Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion, yes, we're committed to the Big Ten. So I, I think that was that was kind of it. Uh, but you know, if, if Gene Smith doesn't come out and say that, maybe maybe Nebraska doesn't have to do it first thing Thursday morning. Yeah, it, it's it's difficult. Brandon Vogel's with us, HaleVarsity dot com and magazine at Brandon L Vogel on Twitter, managing editor for Hale Varsity. So this is where we're at, and you have. Not the conference, but but two coaches putting together spring plans. So if the conference doesn't get around to doing it or has a jacked plan, there is the Brahm proposal and there is the Day proposal. 
And, you know, one of our listeners is like, you know, why, why mess with the, the schedule? And I'm like, well, you're, you're trying to slam two seasons into one calendar year, so you're going to have to do some give and take. Can we, like, just say right now, can we do all things to protect Oklahoma 2021? Are you on board with that? <laughs> I, I am. Um, the, the Ireland thing is, is, is fun and interesting, and I hope that we're in a place where Nebraska and Illinois can – can still conceivably do that. Um, <laughs> but if you're asking me to choose between those two, I'll, I'll take that, that game against Oklahoma over the, you know, once in a lifetime trip to, to Ireland, um, just because of, of what it means and uh, what that game has been in the history of both programs. So absolutely. Um, that's <laughs> if you need uh, so spring football, is the first thing I think, I guess, for, for Nebraska at this point. Uh, but if you need an ultimate goal to point to, it's like we need to do everything we can <laughs> to make sure that, that Nebraska Oklahoma game happens. And, and, you know, and what that would mean, it would mean a football season, a fall football season that starts mostly on time. Um, and, and, you know, I know Jeff Brom kind of, burning the midnight oil or, or however he worked on it. Uh, and that wasn't part of part of his plan. It was a shortened schedule, but also one that started in October. I think uh, if we get to a point where these kind of spring football proposals become more of a realistic option um, and not something that Purdue's head coach just has to send out on his own, but something these conferences are sharing or at least talking about uh, at, a, at a higher level, Starting that season last weekend in August, first weekend in September, in a, in a traditional way, even if you know you might have maybe a ten games instead of twelve, is pretty important. And I think that's that's a goal worth worth aiming for. Vogues, uh, we are going to put this question to Cranac Saturday. You know that because Cranac's trying for the ultimate Hale Varsity Roadshow in Ireland, and uh, I I was all in with him, but when push comes to shove, if I got to choose Oklahoma or Ireland and Illinois, I am going, I'm going to, I'm going to disappoint him severely, even though he knows all the spots and is dying to have another Guinness in Ireland because he's done that for, for work. Um, I've got to, I've got to side with OU over Ireland. Now if it was Notre Dame, then we're talking something different here. You take you take Notre Dame in Ireland over, over Oklahoma, Oklahoma and Lincoln. Well, is, okay. is, is it in, it's in I mean, no, it's in Norman next year, right? Yes, it is. Okay, um, game yeah. of the century, fifty year anniversary. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, the I guess the I, I, I'm taking Oklahoma too, as okay. I already said. But the nice thing about that is you could also like. That one's a little bit easier to get back on the schedule yeah. at, at some point. Sure. You know, the Ireland thing's like either either we do it as scheduled. You know, it's not something you're like, oh, we'll just do it next year. Um, so that, that that complicates things. Vogues, I got to ask you um, if you're a betting man, does JD Spielman get his gear back? <laughs> um. I'm going to say eventually, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm not putting any uh, time frame on that, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where 
at the time that he kind of took his leave of absence, uh, nobody could have really known. I mean, we found out, out about that officially back when we still had spring spring football press conferences because mm-hmm. we thought there'd still be spring football 25 years ago, or maybe it just feels that right. way. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I hadn't even thought, like, okay, yeah, you take this leave of absence, you don't know. Of course you're not going to ask for your jerseys at that point. Um, but then <laughs> when it is time, it's like nobody's on campus. Well, Nebraska football is on campus, but you're not. There's much bigger questions in the air. Uh, it's, it's just a strange – it was a strange thing to see pop up on uh, everybody's Twitter feed today. Yep. If if you, you want some entertainment, check out J.D. Spielman's Twitter and the uh, plight – Flight requests to get his jerseys and gear sent back home to Minnesota. And uh, people have been busy, J.D., just a touch this week here in Nebraska. Vogue, you had a great column. Folks, check that out, HailVarsity.com, uh, on the week that's been with Nebraska football at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. Vogue, stay safe and healthy, man. We will talk on Saturday with the weekend edition. Thanks again for jumping on today. Thank you. Take care. All right. There he is. It's Brandon Vogel. Oklahoma over Ireland. We're going to get a T-shirt made up just for Cranach. Danny Burke's on the way. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hale Varsity Radio. I got the body of a hot Pre-teen Swedish boy. All right, love this time of day. It is time to say hello to Danny Burke, the pride of Chicago with VEASAN, Sirius XM 204, and uh, follow Danny on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 Pride of Chicago, what's up? How are you? Oh, man, Schmitty, a mix of emotions, as I'm sure you guys have been dealing with all week. Happy to talk to you, of course, but a little sad for the subject that I assume we're going to be talking about here, my friend. We are going to talk about the over-under on the tenure of Kevin Warren as commissioner. What do the the Vegas odds say, my friend? One and a half, chalked heavily to the under, Schmitty. Months? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Exactly. Beyond August, uh, one and a half months. especially if uh, the ACC and the SEC and the Big 12 move forward. Daddy, you're a proud Nebraska grad. Let's put our sports talk hats on for a second. What the hell, right? I mean, that's that's kind of the, the take of the week. Scott Frost and, and everybody did their school right by saying, let's play ball. No one's really backed off yet at least from a defcon standpoint uh, in three other leagues they've moved forward and if there is fall ball uh, you look really bad in the pac 12 and the big 10 now safety and health are big time <clears throat> lawsuits and research money are are also uh, decision makers and that's been big and i think this is a turning point potentially for the future uh, for not only Nebraska but but some of the other big dogs in the league, Nebraska's got to got to be better on the field to, to have a louder voice, or I should say, more of a, uh, a, a a conversational changing voice. And I think they'll head that way. But what do you think of the week? Well, sure. I just want to say I was listening to your segment on uh, Tuesday, Monday, whenever it went down, and just your opening thoughts. And I, I was agreeing completely with what you were saying. I think you did a really great job of kind of unwinding everything that happened. And I think the thing that's the most frustrating, Schmitty, 
you get the Big Ten here, they say, okay, uh, we're going all conference games. We get it. Understandable sucks, whatever. Let's just get the season. Then you release the schedule for everybody. Mm -hmm. You're giving everybody hope. You're looking like you're getting in the right direction. And then you're hearing all these reports that, okay, maybe it's not going to happen. The Big Ten's not going to do it. Then you get all these players trying to get the hashtag, we want to play movement. Uh, Everybody's really making an impact. One of the most significant nights in college football history, arguably, or could have been, maybe we'll see what happens in, uh, you know, the causation of it is. But regardless, you're kind of getting in that right direction. You're getting people's hopes up, and then you just do what you did. It just blows my mind, in a sense, that you would get people excited for, in a sense, releasing the schedule. Then you backpedal on it. And also, just looking at Nebraska, it, it, it stinks for Nebraskans who are so proud of what they represent with football because they get singled out because Scott Frost and company just want to play football. That's it. That's all they want to do. you got guys like Desmond Howard going on the air saying, get out of the Big Ten, Michael Wilbon saying get out of the Big Ten. First of all, that was just insanely hypocritical is the most annoying part of it. Like, come on, there's been way worse things that have happened in the Big Ten. You don't speak about that and have the same – I mean, I'm sure they have the same sentiment, but you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then they also didn't really speak up, at least to what I saw when Ryan Day and company were like, no, we want to play too. It's just all the heat got brought on to Nebraska because they're kind of that relatively new kid on the block who hasn't lived up to the hype, let's be honest. But at the same time, you have to respect the history of Nebraska and the reason of what they're saying and why they want to play. It's about the kids at this point. They want to give them an opportunity for how hard they've worked. They put these kids you know, through practice up to this point only to completely tease them. And now a lot of these players are getting shafted, Schmitty. And I know I think the last I heard, you're not certain that they're going to play in the spring as many people aren't. So they're going to probably do that again and get these kids hope up to inevitably have it be canceled once again. Is it going to be better by the spring? Probably not. And I think the ridiculous thing is, too, you have a state like Iowa where the Hawkeyes are mm-hmm. not going to play, but the Cyclones potentially are going to play. Like, how, does, how does this work? I, I don't know if it's actually going to come to fruition with the other conferences, but it's just a cluster right now, Schmidt, and it's just really bewildering to see everything that's unfolded this week. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to blame you, but I think there you set such a high bar with the Danny Burke hot tub parties at UNL <laughs> with all the campus uh, kiddies coming back here. Uh, they are going to say, well, this is this is the bar we need to reach, the Danny Burke hot tub parties from the uh, 2017 and 2018 season. They're going to do that. They are not going to social distance. There's going to be COVID fever, unfortunately. And the rest of the leagues will be like, uh, yeah, our lawyers said we are up to our neck in a billion dollars worth of lawsuits. No football for you and you and you and you. I think that's where we're at in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really do, too. I don't think I don't see anything changing necessarily in the right direction. I saw Brom come out with kind of his idea for what could happen. And look, if it does happen, that does come to fruition, it could get spring. In the moment, we're not going to be complaining about it because we'll be happy we get something. But, you know, the long-lasting effect of that, what's that going to mean for NFL? What's that going to mean for recruiting? What's that going to mean for the fall season? It just seems like too many obstacles, even more so, maybe not even more so, but just as much as now that they're going to have to overcome. So, look, you had five months left to figure it out, and now you got, you know, several months to figure it out for the spring, potentially. So they better learn from their mistakes. Maybe it wasn't a mistake. I'm not saying it was, but... They have time to be more organized, I guess, is a better way to put it. You had two. We- you still have two weeks before you got to hit the A or nay. Is 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 the right. real truth here in the Big Ten of the Pac-12, Daddy? You got uh, you got your, your Blackhawks going now. Uh, the Blue Jackets uh, won earlier. You got Canes and Bruins, Flames and Stars. You got some baseball tonight, and uh, NBA playoffs are going to get rolling here. Give us one from each sport. You got about three minutes here that you're liking tonight or in the near future. 
You know, believe it or not, Smitty, I didn't like enough to have any bets today. Yesterday I had a really solid day, so I was happy with that performance. Um, don't have any faith really in my Blackhawks at this point. If anything, like you said, getting underway. But the total actually dropped down to six. I thought that was pretty intriguing because you're not going to get consistent goaltending from the Hawks. Uh, baseball, really, if anything, I would have just done a chalky parlay or looked for the first five under in that Cubs-Brewers matchup. In basketball, man, I, I just I, I go all in game basketball typically, Schmitty. You know how it is. I mean, doing free flop NBA is so tough because it's such a game of ups and downs. So uh, hopefully, I'll have stuff going this weekend, and I might tweet it out. But uh, for right now, just staying pretty stag for this Friday. Okay, uh, are you are you in on Oakland? You 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 were in on Oakland, uh, I think a summer ago. You were also in on the Rays when they put a run together. Uh, is Oakland cooling? Have you been able to to make some money off the Royals recently, or are you just kind of kind of playing it by ear, depending on what the matchup is or what the money the, the best money or the most attractive money line looks like? Got about a minute. Yeah, it's typically about the ladder that I go with. I don't like to look at too long of trends. I definitely take that into account. I actually did bet the A's yesterday when they beat the Angels. Them and the White Sox were a team I had on my list, but that really comes down to a pitching matchup. Is the most important part of handicapping baseball, and that's what it comes down to more so for me. I mean, if they're a team that just can't hit the past couple of games, I'll certainly put that into account and shy away from them. But um, the A's have been looking nice as of late. So have the Angels, though, but Joe Madden just uh, you know, still doing Joe Madden things with that bullpen I think we've talked about before. But, no, I, I like the A's right now. They're a fun team to watch. And how about some of these lesser teams like the Orioles, like the Royals? Good chance to cash some money on some dogs this summer, Schmitty. Well, those dogs being the proverbial word, I mean, that's just that's just crazy to, to mess with. Your Cubbies are 12-3, and three, though, and they're minus 170 it? against the uh, Brew Crew tonight. So we'll see where they go. Danny Burke is the pride of Chicago. Burke's best bets. You hear him in Chicago. You hear him also, VEASAN, uh, Sirius XM 204. Danny, be good. Have a safe weekend. And uh, someday I want to see that swim-up bar, okay? hundred percent, Smitty. Thanks as always for having me on. I'll talk to you soon. All right, there he is. Pride of Chicago's Danny Burke. We'll wind down to Thursday. Great stuff from Gary Barnett, Parker Gabriel, Brandon Vogel. There he is Danny Burke. What is happening with Damon Barr tonight? We'll find out next. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time, check the podcast out. Good stuff today. ESPNLincoln.com is where you find the on-demand uh, interviews. The Twitter handle is at Hale Varsity at ESPN Lincoln for some of the SoundCloud, the two-minute drill. We have Clyde on the line. Clyde. Clyde's kind of my new favorite caller. Clyde, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good, Smitty. How you doing? Hanging in, brother. Uh, hanging in, and uh, I hope that the... Uh, the U-Haul at some point gets packed in, in the in the future uh, to a place that plays football. How are you? I'm good. I just want to call because I think the Big Ten is gutless and spineless, and I think it's a bunch of run by whips. And I can't believe the national media is crushing us. I think Desmond Howard can go pound sand, and uh, you can just keep on pounding it if he keeps thinking Nebraska is going to roll over like that. No, it's been pretty trendy to have part of the uh, Northwestern Mafia slash Big Ten Mafia Come after Nebraska for standing tall, having a stance, 
saying they want to play football, said nothing about divorce, <laughs> right? They just said, let's play football. And Ohio State has said it. Penn State has said it. Michigan uh, intimated it, especially with Harbaugh throwing the old crumpled piece of paper up at his school president. Here, Here's our data. Take a look about positivity rates and, and COVID testing with the University of Michigan Medical Center. And uh, Nebraska got uh, spanked publicly for it. But there's also been some feedback from Nebraska uh, on the positive sense where, you know, Tr- uh, Frost uh, applauded and appropriately so for uh, his decision making and, and him using his voice. And he's standing up for his guys. You know what? Yeah, if you're a player, that's what you want. You want your coach to stand up for you and you want to tell Kevin Warren to, uh, you know, grow a pair and have at it and. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. All right, Speedy. Love you. Appreciate you. We'll talk soon. All right, there he is. That is Clyde. Gotta love Clyde. Chiming in on the show. And, uh, yeah, guys want to play ball. Let them play. We'll see if everyone can play uh, two weeks from now. Still nothing from the uh, the ACC meeting. There's been no sirens that have gone off. Am I correct, Damon? Yeah, I think you're. Uh, it's very interesting. Well, is this going to be another wait and see, or uh, what are we thinking here? Well, the uh, state of the college football leadership. I mean, you had Mark Emmert get on a video today and say, eh, you know, but right now the uh, the, the the top uh, whiteout in Florida State is calling out this school for mishandling COVID. I'm sorry, but you know, four COVID tests since June for some of that roster isn't enough. I don't know. All right, Damon, we've got uh, 50 seconds. What is the Damon Bar Thursday party look like? Uh, it looks like a, a deep clean in the house for a uh, tomorrow event with me and my roommates. Every uh, few months we get together and we play like a little game of Survivor, you know, just between like the, the five or six of us. And it's a fun night full of competition. So tonight we are deep cleaning. So you blindfold and then you got a fair catch a lawn dart. We'll see if we can incorporate that one. We haven't played that game yet. No? (laughs) Dude. Carson can do it. I'll get it on the list. Do it. Our our carpet is ripped up everywhere. New carpet day on Thursday. But I'm going to get to snuggle with the bunny on the couch. That'll work. My eyes are burning. It's because she uh, swung away. Have a good Thursday. See you.